Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Hi, it's Susie and Michael on Let's Travel Radio. We're here today in Fleischman's, New York. Yeah, we're in the Catskills. And we're here to celebrate the 150th anniversary of Fleischman's, New York. A most outstanding site, historical, and tomorrow is a grand celebration. And everyone's coming out. And here today, we have a whole array of people who are going to talk about Fleischman, its history, where it's been, where it's going, and where we are. So, I'm turning it over first to Lee Melander, who is one of the founders, and what is this, Fomenter? Troublemaker. Troublemaker, (laughs) Uh, CEO of Fleischmann's, and Lee will introduce the other people, and then we'll get a little sense. So, if you could introduce the other people and give a little history of Fleischmann's, that would be great. So, uh, my husband and I own Spillion, which is the site that the Fleischmann's yeast family came and landed on in a little town called Griffin's Corners a bunch of years ago. And they were in the process of birthing this extraordinary company that made yeast and really changed how America ate. And so this year is the 150th anniversary of Fleischmann's Yeast. And today we have sitting with us around the table a whole host of really amazing folks that have come together to create this weekend to celebrate this and the community and this history that the Fleischmann's family had here and the company that they created and what they really birthed here. Uh-huh. So, Lee, this is the last of the Fleischmann resorts here in Fleischmann's New York? Well, it's the, last, it's the last of the Fleischmann family houses. Huh? So this is their private estate. There are still some other wonderful houses. In fact, the person I'm going to introduce now is a woman named Michelle Cedrain. Mm-hmm. She and her husband, Alan, own an exquisite B&B called Breezy Hill that is also a historic lodging facility, was a, was a, a hotel for many years mm-hmm. up on a hill with a gorgeous view. Michelle, among other things, including running a B&B, and having a background in publishing, is also on the leadership committee of an organization called Fleischmann's First, which has worked with Rick Olshak, who is one of our other guests here tonight, who is the vice president of marketing for a company called AB Maori, mm-hmm. and they actually own Fleischmann's East at this point. So for over a year, Michelle and Rick have been talking about how to bring this excitement about this anniversary of Fleischmann's East to life here in this mm-hmm. community. And I understand in the 20s, that Fleischmann's New York was bubbling with excitement. There were so many travelers coming through. It was the main event. It was the main event. It was the main event. And I can introduce another gentleman here who actually can speak to that. His name is John Duda, who is uh, one of the trustees of my favorite best-named museum ever, the Greater Fleischmann's Museum of Memories, and he is really an in-depth and rich historian about the history of this community. And then the other piece that we can't forget is one of the things that the Fleischmann's family did was invested deeply in creatively, energetically, with money in the world of baseball. Mm. And so we are really honored to also have with us John Thorne, who is the official historian of Major Major League Baseball, who grew up coming to Fleischmann's as as a young boy. So Mm. there's a pretty kind of spiffy group here ready to talk to you We're going to cover all all the bases. 
a little, a little pun. <laughs> and we're filled with bad baseball puns tonight, I think. <laughs> and we're going to see a, an old-fashioned baseball game tomorrow. Is that right? I saw somebody yep. come by in a in a costume. Yep. I don't know if you not, uniform. That's I'm sorry. They're, they're uniform. Uniforms, yeah. uniforms the, are costumes. That's fair. Uniforms <laughs> are costumes. So, um, why don't you give us a little of the history of the town? Now, I know as as Michael was saying, it was sort of booming in the 1920s, 1930s. Uh, lately, Lee was telling us that you had a hurricane. Was it a hurricane? We were hit mm-hmm. by Hurricane Irene. Irene, which kind of sort of decimated a lot of the. St- it hit. It hit the village hard. It, 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 hit it flooded really badly, and it's coming back. But it's it's been it's been a an upstream. If we're going to go mm-hmm. with bad puns tonight, <laughs> swim. <laughs> but it's coming, and the, the town is really beautiful and has really gorgeous bones, and there's a lot of energy around it, and it's a really special place. But John, you should talk it, with John it, about. It does. It does have some history. wonderful old houses. It's some great old houses, and we actually had had a little bite in uh, Babere, which is a Moroccan restaurant, which you wouldn't normally think of when you think of. Of the Catskills. Of the Catskills. Right. So I'm going to hand this to you, Rick, if you would tell us. I'm John. Uh, John, I'm sorry. Just briefly, Fleischmann's was booming in the period you're talking about. The real heyday here was up until World War I, basically, and even afterwards. If you got off the train here, you had your choice of 59 hotels that you could stay in. And they range from opulent to simpler, but there was a whole plethora of places to stay and tons of people came up and of course as travel patterns change people start getting the automobile you're not captive to the train anymore fewer people came here and what's interesting is that we're now trying to pick the village back up have events such as this and the vintage baseball team is functioning again. A lot of things going on here trying to show new life. Mm-hmm. And John, what's in the museum? Can we get a, a sort of a bird's eye view of that? The museum has a lot of displays on these old hotels, plus some on the fabulous baseball history. We have very rich baseball history here because the Fleischmann family spent a fair amount of money bringing baseball here, including bringing major league players up here, such as Miller Huggins and Honus Wagner played here. And at the museum this afternoon, is that the ski the ski museum? The library. The library right in front of the museum, the ski library. And that uh, plaque so stated that Andrew Carnegie donated... What's interesting is the Carnegie Foundation give funding to a lot of libraries, but Carnegie had a personal interest here. He actually knew Dr. Skeen. Dr. Skeen had a summer home on the outskirts of Griffin's Corners, and when he passed, Carnegie was one of the people to donate funds to the creation of Skeen Memorial Library. So there was a personal interest there that all these other Carnegie libraries around the country didn't have. So we walk through the town, and it is a charming town. There are a lot of places that are not in existence anymore, including a theater or thing. What plans are there? Maybe Lee, you could talk yeah. to this too, to to sort of to bring it back because it's a beautiful setting. 
and it, it you know, there are Yeah, I'm, I'm going to speak briefly and then hand the mic to Michelle because okay. the Fleischmann's First, the organization that she's involved with, has been on the ground building Fleischmann's in many ways. But there are some really exciting plans about uh, potentially a river walk along the, mm -hmm. the river. That it, This is the east branch. It's the beginning of the Delaware River, so ah. it's the early water from the Delaware River. And I'm going to, Michelle, if you're up for it, because she, she's been working on community uh, development for a long time. And Michelle is with the Breezy Hill Inn, mm -hmm. and um, I guess she knows uh, Fleischmann's better than most, so... Michelle, tell us about it. Well, let me tell you about uh, Fleischmann's First. It is a grassroots community organization that began about 15 years ago. Uh, it brought together the community, uh, both second homeowners, uh, old-time families, full-time residents, who recognized that uh, Fleischmann's had a lot of assets. It had enormous environmental and natural assets, such as the East Branch of uh, Delaware that uh, that Lee was talking about. We actually have, I think it's three streams that run through and join up. Um, we are very close to extraordinary hiking in the area. Uh, and Skiing, uh, too. No? And we have skiing less than five minutes away. Three but, ski slopes or two? No, well, we used to have two ski centers, oh. but we now have one, and the second one will transfer over to the first one as progress moves forward on the, on the uh, Bel Air uh, Resort. Uh -huh. But let me go back to some of the other assets in Fleischmann's. Um, I, I have renovated three houses, uh, and one of the things about Fleischmann's that I think is really extraordinary is that it has an incredible catalog, if you will, of architectural um, diamonds. Mm. And some of them sparkled very brightly in the turn of the last century, um, and some of them have become a little rough. And what we really believe is that uh, with the right people, with the right intentions, we can bring back those buildings mm -hmm. and make this village shine. Well, you had a, a theater. Mm -hmm. uh, so the theater is an interesting story. About four or five years ago, we had a visitor come to the Breezy Hill Inn. She was a lovely, charming woman who had grown up in Fleischmann's. Her father was Max Silberman, who was the builder of the theater that you're referencing. Um, and she had not been back in Fleischmann's in probably 30 years. In the 1950s, when she came of age, she married and she left and with her husband and, and eventually settled in Florida. And she came back because she wanted to see her hometown. Mm. And she met people she hadn't seen for years and just had a fabulous and wonderful, wonderful time. Fleischmann's is a very rich, has a very rich history. I mean, you have the farmers that settled here in the 19th century. You have a significant immigrant population, some of whom were hired to build a lot of the infrastructure of the whole region. And then there was, it seems to be, even today, there is a similarity between our mountains and the European mountains. Mm. So the Tatra Mountains, which are in Eastern Europe, is where the Germans, the Poles, the Austrians, the Czechs all summered 
And these mountains look a lot like that. Uh And so we have a Polish-speaking community. We have a German-speaking community. And, and, you know, we have... And Fleischmann's itself is a very diverse village. We have a Mexican community. Um, We have an Eastern European community. Uh, And so we have a lot of riches. And as you pointed out, we even have Moroccan food. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I said to you before... Being in Fleischmann's in this in this estate here, it makes me feel like I said it, Pierrot is going to come down the steps, or I'm in the Simplin Express, or I'm in the Orient Express. I've never been, but it seems like that. It has that old world traveler's identity. Uh-huh. Our room has has uh, Balinese, it has Chinese, it has Japanese artifacts. There's a camel in another room. It has. It makes you feel that you're in the opulent age of travel, right? Mm. So Fleischmann's first is chartered to build community connectedness. As such, we have a, a publication, a small, little, modest publication that we put out once a month, talking about what's going on in the village uh, and opportunities to get involved. We do events to bring people from outside the village into the village. And tomorrow, I think we will have the ultimate, bringing people from the outside into when we celebrate the 150th anniversary of Fleischmann's Yeast. And we honor the namesakes of our village. And it's also accessible, Michelle, am I right? Because we came in by bus from New York City with a direct stop in Fleischmann's. Yes. Ah, That's a daily, isn't it? Mm -hmm. A daily express run. Multiple times a day, actually. And also, I think you can drive through. Uh, the throughway to get to Fleischmann's? Yes. Yeah, you take the throughway up to Kingston and you should make a left, and 30 minutes later you're in Fleischmann's. So, and there's a train also you were talking yes, about. Yes, that goes, that goes, to, goes to Rhinebeck. Rhinecliff. Yeah, yeah. And then you could take a bus here, or how so? Or you can lean upon your friends and hosts to come right. and find Hey, <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> now you heard from Lee, the proprietor here. And she knows more about the town than we do, so we'll let her answer some of these questions. Now, Michelle. here's another thing. We passed some, uh, some of the most magnificent um, sites, uh, townhouses along the way that are being restored on Main Street. Um, yeah, well, there are two spectacular Queen Anne's uh-huh. um, on Main Street. And one was actually well-maintained over the years, um, the, the Waller House, mm-hmm. um, and that... and. And there's a, a, um, a brother and sister who own who own that building. They're both artists. We have a lot of artists yes. here, mm-hmm. a lot of artists. And the house next to it is being beautifully renovated in the most incredible manner. I mean, I am in awe of what Max and Brendan have yeah, done there. Beautiful. Room by room, absolutely spectacular. And we have many more of them. That's mm-hmm. the point. Now, we you're have, also um, a ski resort uh, area. I mean, I've seen signs that say "ski here, stay here." So skiing is a major. Um... We, we we are. We like to call ourselves. Some people think it's a hokey thing, but we do call ourselves a four season village because ah. we have winter visitors, we have summer visitors, we have leaf peepers in the it fall. It must be gorgeous. The mountains here must be absolutely gorgeous in the fall. I mean, yeah, and it does remind me of. Of you know of, of the traveling of through filming. your okay, <laughs> and of no, course, no, we're, no. well, no, I was just pointing uh, to Rick, 
Rick is the vice president of marketing for Ab Mori or Morai? AB Maori. Wow. Okay. Company. And now you're the company that has absorbed Fleischmann's over the years. Or of late? We have, and, and actually we're part of a larger uh, company, not unlike uh, Procter & Gamble, uh, called Associated British Foods out of the UK. But AB Maori is, is a division, uh-huh. one of many, of Associated British Foods, and our, our division is all focused on baking. So okay. AB Maori North America, we're based in St. Louis, Missouri. We're a baking technology company. So we make great ingredients. We provide great technical service to large industrial bakers. You know, uh-huh. that if you're going to the grocery store and buying a loaf of bread, we're supporting them. If it's uh, through a mom-and-pop bakery, uh, we'll also support them through distributors. But, yeah, we own Fleischmann's Yeast, and we make hundreds of different ingredients to make the bread, buns, rolls, cake, donuts, things like that that you eat every day better. You say on your card, passionate about baking. I'm passionate about eating bakery. Uh, so. we, we love you. You're a great customer. So thank you. <laughs> I'm too good a customer. Tomorrow, I think, there is some... Isn't there a an event tomorrow as part a of the baking Founders Day? We, we do. So uh, for Founders Day, there's a lot going on. Of course, we wanted to try and bake, you know, tie in baking as best we can, mm-hmm. as well as baseball, because I'm going to tee up John Thorne here in a minute. But yeah, there is a baking competition in a couple different categories uh, for both bread as well as sweet goods. And we've got some great, wonderful prizes for those people that will be selected. We also have Dan Leader, who's from a bakery nearby called Bread Alone. He's, he's actually a very well-known baker okay. uh, across the country, I think, has done a lot within the organic set. Um, but uh, he's going to be our judge, so, so we're excited sort about of that. Like Bakersville here. I mean, baking is a main stem here. It has been in inflation for... Over 100 years, maybe? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it really has been, and, and from a Fleischmann's yeast brand standpoint, we go all the way back to 1868, so we're talking 150 uh-huh. years. But, you know, tying in one of those passions is really baseball, but I'm going to set up John here because the other big passion that you're going to see tomorrow is as part of Founders Day is baseball. Okay, and John we, Yep, John so let, here's John Thorne, uh, Major League Baseball official historian. He is the official historian for, the Major, League, for Major League Baseball, and John is also an author of some very well-known books on baseball. And we love baseball. So, John, tell us about it. Well, I've been writing baseball books since 1974. And in 2011, the commissioner asked me to serve as Major League Baseball's official historian, which was a job impossible to turn down. And uh, here I am, uh, all these years later, still at my post. And um, what connects me to Fleischmann's is that I came here as a five-year-old in 1952 in a bungalow colony. <laughs> and then after being an editor in New York City in my 20s, I came up here to live in 1976. <coughs> the baseball heritage of the, of the namesakes of the Fleischmann's village, Max and Julius Fleischmann, were owners or co-owners of the Cincinnati Reds at the turn of the century. And they were secretly part owners of the Philadelphia Phillies as well. Really? I didn't oh. know that. Wow. So baseball has a heritage baseball here has in Fleischmann's. A, well, it, it is even more local than that because the Fleischmanns were following a model they could not have known of, which was the Field of Dreams model of build oh, it right. and they will come. Right. Oh. They built a ballpark. They hired the best they could of um, collegiate players playing under false names and major league players or minor league players, again, uh, playing pseudonymously, um, 
to compete against the best local clubs, and they brought in major league clubs. They brought in Negro League clubs. Right here in Fleischmann's. Right here in Fleischmann's on on August 10, 1903, there was a game between the Mountain Athletic Club, as this club was known, also known as the Mountain Tourists, and the Cuban Giants. This was, to me, a, a, an emblematic game because it's two groups of outsiders, uh, both welcomed by the community of Fleischmanns. There are many places in the Catskills that did not welcome Jews, and Fleischmanns, the Fleischmanns did. Fleischmanns uh, incorporated parts of the Italian Catskills, the Romanian Catskills, the German Catskills. This has always been a heterogeneous, welcoming community, and in that way connects with the model that baseball holds for itself. That's that's great. You know what? We, uh, can somebody tell me where the Fleischmanns originally came from? So they were Eastern European. They came from came from Austria. Uh, yeah, no. well, but but they were actually born in Hung- Hungary. They were what is now Hungary. No, Austro-Hungary. John, they were born in Austro-Hungary. Yes, the Austro-Hungarian was, Empire. That was that one time, big but they were from Austria. Mm-hmm. Now there were five brothers. Or there actually, there were five siblings involved in this part of the business. There were uh-huh. another two siblings that ended up in Buffalo, uh, actually making whiskey, I believe, early on. But the and there were three brothers and two sisters and their husbands. Huh. So they, it was a very much a family-run business. Five, five. So there were yep. five. Yeah. And and what happened now? This is the only remaining um, house. Uh, house. Right, yeah. And you were saying that the other ones either. Brindle. Yeah, the 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 Fleischmann sold. Do you know what year John was? Nineteen thirteen. Nineteen thirteen. So first generation had died out. The second generation were even more wealthy than the first generation, and this was fun. And it was where they grew up. And it was not as as you know glamorous as right. Long Island, where they all built enormous houses by the Duponts and the Rockefellers. So they decided to sell the property, and they gifted the land that they had built this baseball park on, which is officially the final reason why the entire town became named Fleischmann's mm-hmm. um, and because it had been sort of happening in an incremental way I think since then but the the um, when they were here the they they were running this increasingly large company and I think one of the things that John Thorne said about this area, this this community being open, it's why they landed here because mm-hmm. they they were welcome as Jews here in an era when there was a lot of emigration from Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's, it's even even little one step further. This was a family that had traveled and spent the summer every single year in Saratoga, and they arrived one day. The entire family from Cincinnati, where they lived, and they were told there were no accommodations for them. So at certain points in our history, there was a xenophobia that was taking hold, and there were, you know, restricted hotels. And and as John said, the, the Fleischmann family said, well, we'll go and we'll build our own resort, and did so very successfully. Yeah. Hmm. Right. I, I think that is honestly one of it's it's one of the things that I think is the most magical element of this community. Because the Catskills are really special and there have been pockets of uh, as John mentioned, there's an Irish Catskills and an Italian Catskills and a Jewish Catskills. There's also been a very um, waspy Anglo-Saxon part of the Catskills. Mm-hmm. Fleshman's is unique in that openness, and I think that's an energy that continues today, and that 
the the the, gen, the the energy from that, the generosity from that, the diversity of peoples that are here, I think is exactly what makes this village so special, and it's the thing that is bringing life back it's into gonna, it in its, it's next. Bring it back, and and, yeah. it, and it's and it is. I don't want to talk about this as being something off in the future. We are in, in a there. renaissance right now, and things are popping up almost daily mm-hmm. in this community. So, so that's great. Exciting. We're in on the ground. We're in floor, on the ground floor. Yeah. Now, before I forget, I would like to go around the table, and if people have websites, which we will put up on our Good. website, but if you would. Say what great. everybody's website is or email or whatever. That would be great. Wonderful. So I'm Lee, and my husband and I own Spillion, which is in the last remaining mansion that was on the Fleischmann's family. And our website is at spillion.com, which is spelled S-P-I-L-L-I-A-N.com. And that's a word that means to play or to revel or to jest, like the German spiel. Mm. So ah. we revel in ideas here. Oh. But you had another. You had another saying. What did you? What did um, you? Put imagine up? past what you think is possible. So that's what we do here. Very much inspired by the Fleischmanns and what they quirky. brought here. You said something. About oh, quirky. We work the quirk in Fleischmanns. We work the. Quirky. We're Fleischmaniacs. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm John Duda, the trustee of the Greater Fleischmanns Museum of Memories. I'm afraid at this point we do not have a website, but we can be reached the old-fashioned way mm-hmm. at P.O. Box 914, Fleischmann's, New York, 12430. And that's on Main Street. Main and Street, museum Fleischmann. is on Main Street. We're open Saturdays during the summer and in July and August additional days as well. All right. Thanks. Good. Very good. Okay. Now let's hear it uh, again from John. John Thorne, the official historian from Major League Baseball. John, give us your website. You can read my stuff at my blog, ourgame.mlblogs.com, and you can go to mlb.com and find out who won last night. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, just let me get back to John. Tomorrow's baseball game is between A and B, or who's playing tomorrow? It's, it's the Mountain Athletic Club against somebody whom I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Bovina Dairyman. And they will be in authentic 19... Period uniform. 1890s period uniform. Yeah, Se- semi, semi-authentic. <laughs> okay. okay. That's good enough. All right. Okay. All right, that's very good. Rick, give us your website. Sure, uh, AB Maori North America. We're really easy, abmna.com, and you can find out a little bit more about us. But before we go, I at least got to give you one little sneak peek. Um, this family really represented an era when, you know, driving and, and being very customer-centric. You know, th- these brothers, Charles and Max Amillion, they went to the 1876 World's Fair in front of 10 million people and mm. brought along this whole Vienna model bakery concept, which turned out, as it, as it was, it was the first chain restaurant as well in oh. the United States. Yeah. So before there were the McDonald's and the KFCs and... Uh, all the other types of restaurants, they were the first to do a chain restaurant. So there's that's, your little fun fact. That's a fun fact, yes. Well, actually, you, you want to know where it was? Us, yeah? You okay, want to know where that Michelle? restaurant was? It was on Broadway and 10th Street. Is that your right? one? Yep. Was that a baking facility or manufacturing? It was, or? It was meant to be a model bakery uh-huh. because they, they felt that the American uh, public needed to become more accustomed to finer mm-hmm. uh, baked goods. But one of the interesting facts, which I, which I think I learned from Lee and subsequently read about, was they were very generous of spirit, 
which is the spirit that Lee was referring to before. And so at the end of the day, if there was leftover bread or leftover pastries, they invited those who were hungry to line up, and that is where the origin of the phrase bread line comes from. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, of course, that neighborhood, uh, 10th Street and Broadway, that's the old Germania. That's a German-American neighborhood that uh, came about in the 1870s to about 1930. Dead center. Yeah, right. Did they serve as well as produce? Oh, yeah. Yes, actually, in honor of the 150th anniversary of Fleischmann's Yeast, A.B. Mowry has published a book, and there are some wonderful photographs of the interior of the model bakery. Are a lot of little hidden stories, and that's how uh, John Thorne is here. John Duda actually had some impact on the book, so we thank you for that. And uh, that's how the whole Fleischmann's thing came together in terms of the town and the brand joining hands. Huh. So I'm Michelle Sedrain. My husband and I own the Breezy Hill Inn. Uh, and we have a website, which is, funnily enough, breezyhillin.com. But I would also like to say that Fleischmann's has its website called fleischmannsnewyork.com. Okay. And, also, and uh, all the activities and services and businesses and the history of the village are uh, in synopsis form are present there. Mm. What's what's coming up for Fleischmann's in the next five to ten? More restoration? Um, yes, it's going to be of the above. rediscovered well, and, and booming again. We have we, we have a gallery with a wine bar and espresso bar that's expected to open oh, at the end yes. of the summer. In the summer we've so. got there are two uh, bed and breakfasts that are are in play. There's a lot of conversation about how to bring the theater back. Oh. Um, so there there's some big big plans here for this small community. It's pretty. And exciting. there is also um, a, a, a recreational pool being. Uh, yes. There's a historic pool that that Fleischmann's first actually, as a very good example of the work that Fleischmann's do in the community, um, knocked on doors tirelessly in Albany to find funding to put this pool back together. So, yeah, we've got our own little community pool. So it's a a gem of a town. It's really special. You said, Michelle, this is at the uh, uh, converse of three different Creeks? Yes. Yeah, streams. Streams. Yep. Now, does this mean there's some big league angling fishing here? Oh, this is this this. We we were doing miming in the background that you couldn't see on the radio, but the um, the Catskills were the birthplace of American fly fishing. Huh. So uh, American style fly fishing happened in the Catskills, and in fact, the East Branch of the Delaware is one of the major listed streams. So if you c- it's one of the things that's wonderful about fly fishing around the world. Fly fishermen, if you know them or women, tend to be a little obsessive, compulsive, and you can go anywhere in the world and people will not have been to the United States, but if they're fly fishermen, they will know the names of the streams. They will know mm. the Delaware, the Esopus, the Bushkill, which also runs, runs through town. So this is a place that has been has enormous tradition and history around fly fishing and an amazing energy around that as well. And that's that's a whole other mm-hmm. wonderful story about yes, this area. When we were coming up, I said to you, because I misread something that you actually do in April, and I thought, 
Michael and I are novices. We never, we don't have high boots. We don't angle. That's right. We'll we'll take anybody. We'll, we'll give you boots. I give you boots. Well, this has been a very thank you so much, everybody, for giving us an introduction to Fleischmann's. And this is Susie and Michael on Let's Travel Radio. And we would say this: if you haven't discovered Fleischmann's New York, get up there real soon. Late summer, early fall, winter. Even spring, it's a four seasons destination, and there's enough places to stay, some lovely B&Bs, some hotels and motels too, but it's your choice. But again, Michael and Susie on Let's Travel Radio, we'll we'll see you right soon. Yes. Hi, we're back. It's Susie and Michael, still in Fleischmann's, and we are in the congregation B'nai Israel which is a historical landmark, actually. It's listed on the historic yes. landmarks. It's from the 19- only national landmark in Fleischmann. It is. It is. And it's uh, been around since, I think, about the 1918 it started? 1918, when it started, by Jewish farmers and merchants in Fleischmann's. The land was bought in, and was actually given to us by one of the farmers who owned it. Huh? In 1920, they started construction on it, which was finished in 1922, and it has been in operation ever since. It was originally an Orthodox synagogue. It is now, for the last 50 years, been a conservative synagogue. Um, The dues back in 1923, just to give you an idea, was $5 for a year. Now you can't even buy a good beer for $5. Yes, that is definitely true. Uh, we are listening to Gil Rubin, who is president of the congregation, and seated with us also is Marilyn Ippolito, who is vice president of the synagogue. So welcome to you both. Thank you. I'm just going to start you off again and um, give us a little history of, you know, the, the area being a, a Jewish enclave in the early 19th. Right. So... It was started, as I said, by businessmen and farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, there were no other congregations up here at that point. And they put together, They originally it was held in homes. They had the synagogue, they had the services, and then they decided to get the land and to build something. Mm. Um, we are very lucky, as you said, that we're on the historical register. We also, our synagogue has been, this is our 101st year Ooh. we are celebrating, so we've been around quite a while. Um, and... The interior of the building is what makes it magnificent. Um, the Aron Kodesh, which is where the Torahs are kept, is um, set up. It, w- it was built with golden oak, hmm. which was very normal back in the early 1900s to be built with. Mm-hmm. Um, we, As far as we know, we are one of the two or three remaining congregations that still have a functioning building in the United States. There used to be a lot of these that were built in Eastern Europe, in Poland. Mm-hmm. It's very synonymous with a Polish, Polish Eastern European um, architecture. And obviously after World War II, most of those were destroyed, if not all of them. And so we think we are one of the few that not only has this golden oak, um, but also that is still... Um, serving and has regular congregation, regular services every Saturday, Friday and Saturday night 
from the beginning of June through the end of October. Hmm. So the I, we understand that the original Jewish people who came here were Austrian or Austrian-Hungarian or German. Yes. Is that true? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, in the in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, right up and through the 60s, this was a thriving summer um, destination for Jews from those countries. Um, you wouldn't. We, now, you know, the people who were there in those days, little by little, I've known them, but they're dying off. Mm. But they would always tell stories about how we had two fish stores. Huh. Two butchers, kosher, of, oh, course. of course. Two pharmacies. and But, of course, in the 60s, I think, the, when the Catskills took a, a hit yeah. all over and people started flying to Europe for their vacations and whatever... Um, Fleischmann's, of course, experienced a downturn, um, which is being, but we're being revived oh, now. Yeah. We hear that there are plans in the works for many different things going on. And then you were hit also by Hurricane Irene. Irene in 2011. It was a, it was a terrible thing. This area was tremendously devastated, yeah. devastated by it. The, the stream right outside where we do our tashlich huh? on the high holidays right. um, flooded. And it was devastating. It was really the synagogue was. a synagogue? We got. We were extremely lucky. So huh? the Jew, so the ones who built this were thinking ahead. Huh. And they said we're building on a stream. And if you notice, we're one of the few buildings that is raised up, elevated, and it's that. elevated. Yeah. So they were smart enough a hundred years ago to think, uh oh, what if? What and if? we were very lucky. So the water actually came up to about a foot below. Our floor. Yeah. So we were very lucky. There was no damage internally Ooh. in the synagogue. Oh. That's great. So I noticed it says conservative, but all or everyone is welcome. So what's sort of the philosophy of this? Synagogue? Okay. Well, again, historically speaking, it was founded by the farmers and the merchants, and it was an Orthodox synagogue. Yeah. Uh, they were European, mm -hmm. and they were Orthodox in Europe, and they came here and they founded an Orthodox synagogue. Mm -hmm. um, as you can see. Uh, the, well, you can see because there's a ceiling here now, but above the ceiling of the room we're sitting in was the balcony where the women sat. Mm, mm, um, mm. We're not exactly sure, but approximately in in the 60s... Um, the early 60s. The early 60s, the synagogue became conservative, and the women were welcome to move into the sanctuary with the men, but still separated. They were the women sat on one side, the men sat on the other side, and then down the road some we became egalitarian, which means that women are involved in every aspect of the service. Men and women sit together. Uh, women can are entitled to read from the Torah. Uh, next, as a matter of fact, we are be having a bat mitzvah here this summer, yes. which is very exciting for us. And we're having a baby naming. And we're having a baby naming, uh, yes. Gil has a newborn granddaughter, and we will have a baby naming. And we're also celebrating a Founders Weekend. I know you're here for the Fleischmann's Founders, but this is the B'nai Israel Founders Weekend. <laughs> and when is that? That is the weekend of August 16th through 18th. So if people wanted to come for that weekend, they would Absolutely, come. people are welcome to come for the weekend. That's the weekend we're having our bat mitzvah. And we are having a summer concert. Oh, 
that we are going to have on Sunday when we dedicate the plaque. We are going to have a concert that is going to be to... Well, okay, last year for our 100th anniversary, we had a concert that celebrated American Jewish composers from 1918 to 2018. That is phenomenal. That's great. It was tremendous. On the ground or in the synagogue? In the synagogue, right in the sanctuary. Uh-huh. In the sanctuary. And all were invited? Or? Tickets, $18. Everybody is welcome to buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. And it was such a success that we decided to do it again this year and make it part of a Founders Weekend, which mm-hmm. came up for a different reason. And so it's a continuation. This year it's going to be American Jewish Composers, Basically Broadway. Huh. What date is that? Uh, August 18th. You hear that? 1 p.m. All right. And of course, there's always the High Holy Days. It must be beautiful to be up here. Yes. Very special. We have a very special Chazan who has been with us for quite a few years. And he leads the services on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the High Holidays. He actually is a very interesting gentleman. He was trained by his father, mm-hmm. and he does this as his um, avocation. avocation. Really? So he is not a full-time rabbi, but he just is so knowledgeable. And spiritual. And spiritual, and his singing is just, you know, what you need mm-hmm. for the high holidays. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that the... Synagogue is probably involved in some social programs also. Many, many, many social programs. We have a film series. We have a book club series. We have ongoing potlucks throughout the summer. We have a golf outing. We have <laughs> baking classes. So far, we've learned to bake Babka huh. and Chala, Mandel bread, Mandel bread and knishes this year. Here, 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 <laughs> here. here in the synagogue. Yes, here in the synagogue. We have a kitchen. Yeah. So that either we do the preliminary work here, and the congregants take it home, and they finish it off by baking it in their own houses because it's hard to bake that many things all at once. Uh huh. Um, so that's usually what happens. We've also done humantashen. We did humantashen. Oh, I love that. Yes. I can't think of we've we've been we've doing this lot. for about four years. We have two sessions a summer, uh-huh. so we've we've baked eight things already, but I can't remember. Right. And the doors are open. <laughs> the doors are open. Always Please, open. Always open. Uh-huh. We would love to see people come in to take a look, to look around, to see who and what we are. Um, that's that's great. You'll probably go out in the community and do some community. Also. We were just at Fleischmann's outreach, first, outreach, who yeah. who sponsor who is involved in this weekend's. Um, fair has a fair every Memorial Day, and we do have a booth at their table. Mm-hmm. And we will, we're planning to have a booth at the Margaretville fair that comes later in the summer. That's so, great. you're, you're far reaching, that's interesting. Well, yeah. we are in Delaware County, the only conservative temple. I think there's one in, um, in, in Oneonta, right. Okay, so that's the two. So there's not a lot up here. Yeah. So we take in from a large number of the local towns, not only from Fleischmann's, obviously, sure. but we take in from Margaretville, from Pine Hill, from Shandaken, uh, from Roxbury, you know, all the communities Andes, that are around, yeah. from Andes, from Delhi. Wow, that's a far reach. Yes. So we have 200 congregants who are members. Full? Full? Uh, 
Full time. Full time. All well, right. full time being they don't. You never get two hundred congregants who no, show no, up. No, no, no. But but we have you know our Friday services. Normally we have a nice turnout. You know, twenty to twenty five, thirty people. Mm-hmm. Our Shabbat services are between forty and fifty. Which for a summer congregation that really at this point doesn't have a Hebrew school, you know, so it is, and we are only a summer congregation, um, is a very nice, and we are very social. A lot of the members get together and do different things, and during the winter, we have um, activities that go on at members' homes. Uh-huh. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Every so, Hanukkah, I have a Hanukkah party at my house. Oh, we're coming. Uh, yes, I'd love to see you there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's, we Everybody brings their menorah, and we... A big table is ablaze with menorahs. It's really oh, beautiful. That's that's nice. That's nice. That's this lovely. year, we also sponsored, because of the hurricane, um, Irene... There used to be a menorah in Margaretville, which was destroyed. So we sponsored one, and we had a menorah lighting in the town square in Margaretville this year for the first time probably in a good 10 years, um, which was very nice. And we had a very nice turnout. A very nice turnout. Not only a Jewish turnout, but we had a lot of people from the Christian community that's attending the, way the menorah. To do it. Yeah. Right. That's the way yes. To do it. Oh, also this year we had an interfaith seder. Ah, that's nice. At the Methodist Church here in in, 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 in Fleish. No, no, in Margaretville. Well, Margaretville is the next town over. Okay. And flight were Margaretville and Fleischmans are the town of Middletown. So a lot is done in ah, conjunction mm, between mm, these two mm, towns. Mm, mm, that's great. Yeah. We had we had an interfaith Easter Passover at our house huh. on Easter Sunday, but Very it was nice. like the, didn't it fell on the same day of, of yep. Passover, you know. So, so we're kind of interfaith too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I want to thank you, Gil and Marilyn, for giving us a little history of this very beautiful and historic synagogue. Yeah. And, and by the way, before you we sign off, did you get to see the stained glass? Yes, it's beautiful. Uh, Gil, you want to give us a little bit on that? So, as I started talking before about the Aron Kodesh, which yeah. is what houses the Torah. Uh-huh. So, as I said, it was made of golden oak, along with all the pews. And as you said, oh. they'll last another hundred years. I would say at least. At least. Uh, so, they're all made from golden oak. The side of the pews has symbolic of the Ten Commandments. And we have stained glass throughout the synagogue um, that was put in when we built the synagogue. Mm-hmm. And, and Gil, would you give the website and sure. write, you know, and spell it out? And also the address of the synagogue for our listeners when they come into Fleischman's. Yes. Okay. So the address is 347 Wagner Avenue. All right. Fleischman's is a small town. <laughs> it's right next to the ball field. So if you find okay. the ball field with a white building right next to it, easy to see. All the right. email is, and it's a long one, um, but it's pretty easy. It's B'nai, B-N-A-I, Israel, I-S-R-A-E-L, Fleischmanns, F-L-E-I-S-C-H-M-A-N-N-S-N-Y at gmail.com. And we also have a website that I'm not going to give it to you, but it's easy. If you put in B'nai Israel Fleischmanns, it'll pop up. All right. Great. Well, we're so pleased to be here and we thank you. Michael and Susie, we're back on Let's Travel Radio, and we're here in Fleischmann's, New York, on a very special day. This is the 150th anniversary of the Fleischmann's Company. The town is Fleischmann's, New York, 
and they had so much to do at this town, and today we're celebrating their anniversary with all sorts of fanfare. And here in front of me, we've got Fred Waller, who's the mayor of Fleischmann's, and uh, Larry Riley. He's the deputy mayor, deputy mayor of Fleischmann's, New York. So the two top guys. The two top guys, and you want to hear it from them. So they're going to tell you about Fleischmann's, New York, and why this is so special a place. So, Fred, Fred, why don't you take it away first and tell us a little bit of the history and also where you guys think this is this place is going. Well, um, never done this before. I'm on radio. I'm famous. No, uh, we. You start. Uh, I, well, yeah. I'm not the historian, so I'm uh, I'm more involved with what's going on now and okay. in the past bunch of years in the future. But uh, you know, as you may know, Fleischmann's family had a, an estate. They'd come from Cincinnati in the summer on their private train. They they'd summer here. They had their marching band that met them and marched them up the the hill to uh, to what is now Spillian. Uh, you know. And, uh, the resort, the last resort, the last resort, family. which has been beautifully restored. The uh, you know the panels in the inside, the wood, all the fresco painting that was done back then is all been is all there. It's all fantastic, and, they, and we're staying there. And and then you know about the special bedrooms, each oh, with a yeah. theme, and yes, we have and the how and how dramatic it is. So they had a uh, they were the owners of the Cincinnati Reds, as I recall, and they had a. Uh, baseball team, a farm team up here, I guess literally, because this was all farmland at the time. And, uh, you know, they had some ringers here, and they practiced, and they turned this into a big baseball uh, area. There was a huge stadium here at the time. and uh, Wagner Avenue. Right, Wagner Avenue. Yeah. And that's the main avenue here in Washington, would you say? Uh, it, it was the main residential. You know, Main Street is the main drag, so to uh-huh. speak. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know... Uh, both have great Victorian buildings, and you know Wagner Avenue, the big you know, sugar maples on both sides, uh-huh. and uh, you know it's it's quite beautiful. Uh, we have a lot, lot of old old village charm here, uh, and that's probably one of the reasons that uh, Jim Jarmusch has filmed his Dead Don't Die movie here. Uh, yes, we are we are Centerville we are Centerville in the movie, uh, and it's uh, it's coming out next week. Uh, it was. They were spent, you know, six weeks, eight weeks here last summer, and uh, you know, and the movie's uh, pretty good. We saw it the other oh, night. Preview, yeah. Well, it did well. It's got mixed reviews, but all Jarmish movies have mixed yes, reviews. Oh yeah. Uh, but it was fascinating watching. You know, having been involved with the film company for a couple of months beforehand. So, uh, so here we are today. We had a big flood, 2011. We're still rebuilding from Hurricane Irene. We had. Uh, a person who died in the flood. We had things devastated. This whole area we're sitting in now was underwater. Uh, we've rebuilt the whole park. Um, and we continue, you know, we're, we're presently just started. We have a new hole here where the pool is going. We're re- replacing the old pool. Um, we're restoring a lot of the recreational amenities. Look at this park we have here. This is, you people can't see it, but this is a fabulous park. You know, um, we're trying to we're working on the infrastructure we're, we're trying to restore the village uh-huh. you know to and the village has a historic significance going back to what 1913 when it was first established as an official town here in the, in the area it used to be it used to be Griffin's Corner Griffin's Corner and uh, it was all divided in two sections and I think Depot Street was the dividing line mm-hmm. Although John Duda, who you interviewed already, knows all that stuff much better than I do. 
Uh, and then it was renamed in honor of the Fleischmann's family because they donated this ball field to the village. Did they? Uh, and with you know deed restrictions that it's going to be a park, you can't charge for use of it, uh, and you've got to maintain it. And that's what we've done. We've maintained, we've improved, we've got uh, beautiful tennis courts that were rebuilt after the flood. Uh, you know, as, as the mayor said, we've got the ball field that was rebuilt, and that's used for tennis, soccer, baseball. The vintage baseball team has come back to life. Uh, they were, you know, active before the flood, and now they're act- re- reactivated, which is great. And, and you're going to have a theater again. Well, we do have the the, we, the village took ownership of the theater for back taxes some years ago. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's in poor shape. We're trying to find someone who is willing to undertake the project, and in the meantime, we're doing small parts of it. You know, right. it's a it's an integral part of the community. Right. You know. There's an engineering there's an engineering study underway now to determine exactly what kind of condition it's in and what needs to be done and what could its potential future uses be. Right. Uh, so we're excited. That's just started. I think we'll have some results later this year. So we're looking forward to that. So we can plan to move forward with it. There's a lot of interest for it, um, which is great. So you want to bring it back to the Roaring Twenties when this town was bustling? Uh, that would be interesting. We, you know, ten thousand people walking down the streets. You couldn't walk down at, and during night. I don't know that we're going to see that because what you know, what happened with the decline is that airplanes came into into play yeah. and automobiles uh-huh. I mean folks used to take the train or the riverboat up to Kingston and take the train over to here then people got cars and then people got planes but now uh, there's an economic reversal you know so uh, there's a chance that more people will be coming up here because it's less expensive is there a chance that the train depot they've just taken part of the uh, railroad track they made a rail trail down below oh, yeah, so okay. the chance of a train coming up from Kingston is remote. Oh, you do have an a, a, a antique train a depot. Oh, in Arkville. Arkville, yes. which is the next town. Yes, right. Does that train come into Fleischmann? It comes up to Fleischmann. Well, there you yeah, go. Up to Bel Air. No, right to Bel Air. And they are working on rebuilding the trestle, the tracks between Fleischmann's and, and High Mounds, so okay. they can, can continue the train past here. Uh, that was supposed to happen this year, I understand, is now scheduled for next year. We're working on that. Right. So We're looking at some feasibility studies for how do you tie pieces of the village together. So this is a labor of love and possibly a renaissance of a very historic town here in Delaware County, the Catskills of Delaware County. And Bill Air is your next door neighbor, no? They are, and they've done a lot of improvements. Senator Jim Seward, who's here today, has gotten them lots of money. They got a high-speed gondola that went in a year ago. Oh. Uh, their attendance is way up, and you know we get a lot of snow up here in the winter. Okay. And we've had people in the summer say, "Well, you're up here in the winter. What about that snow?" I said, "Well, you know, it's snow. Where's the ski hills? Yeah. You know, they clear the roads right up the hill. Yeah. Right up the hill. This is a major, major site." Oh, it's a and wonderful several, location. And there's several other ski areas here nearby. No? Um, well, you have Planet Hill up by Roxbury. you got Hunter and, uh, uh, you know, 40 Wyndham. minutes away from here. Yeah. Wyndham, I'm not sure how far away, but they're probably about the same as Hunter. So, easy to get if the lots of ski. We, I've got a friend who runs a bed and breakfast, and he's got guests here this weekend staying 
because they're going to uh, some festival, a, a hunter this weekend. Uh -huh. right. So, you know, 40 mile drive up here is nothing. Yeah. Uh, people say, oh, do you go to the movies a lot? So, well, no, you got to drive to Kingston. Understand. We're being yelled at. Was the siren on there? Yeah, but we'll cut it out. We'll edit it out. It's oh, another, it another siren that's going to come. Oh, is it another siren? No, this is the second one. The first one oh, went off already. It? Okay, yeah. then we're good. So this is really a discovery. I mean, we've been thinking of like renting a place here for a month next year. Or something. Well, that'd be great. Welcome to you can certainly buy a property that's well priced. Yeah. Uh, lots of folks are buying further in. Lots of folks are buying further north. Uh, so prices, real estate prices, are attractive. In uh, this part of Delaware County, and there are some beautiful houses. Oh yeah, I've, I've, lived, I've lived here for 35 years, and uh, I've watched it blossom. You know, into this wonderful, you know, place. So it takes a time to discover Fleischmann. Yeah. Yes, it's a final final. Everybody, come on down. Come on down. Well, I think that's the end of uh, that uh, our interview for now. Okay. Yeah, everybody, come on down. We're about to watch a vintage baseball game. Yes, very exciting. Which is very exciting. We heard about it yesterday. Uh -huh. And you want to come? You're opening up some of the shops on Main Street. There. No, we have a we have a cheese shop that opened a year ago. It's great. They uh, raised their goats up in uh, Halkett, uh, Two Stones Farms. We've got a Moroccan uh, restaurant, which is great. Which is very good. Yeah, very good. We have the Round Barn, all local grown, yeah, organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next year we will have a pedestrian bridge back on Bridge Street here, which was taken out during the flood. Which is when the pool is going to open okay. officially, I'm and so the all the dots will be collected. And next the river walk will be open. No, that's a long-term planning. It's a study. Well, it's a study. Yeah. Okay, we hear the music. That's our cue. That's our cue. So this is Susie. And Michael, and let's have a real... Let's have your website, if you have one. The That's website is FleischmannsNewYork.com, F-L-E-I-S-C-H-M-A-N-N-S-N-Y.com. Thank you so much. Hi, it's Susie. And Michael, on let's travel radio. And we're here again at the Wagner Playground, uh, watching a vintage baseball game. And we've just seen a magnificent... Bake Off. And here in front of us is Jim Stewart, State Senator, State of New York. He's going to give us his appraisal of this whole event and why it's so important for the people of the Catskills. This is the Founders Day event for mm -hmm. Fleischmann's, but you, are, your district encompasses most of the Catskills or a lot of the Catskills? I have a lot of Catskills uh, in my district, and I, I have a large district. I go out e even as far as the Finger Lakes in the west, Ooh. so I have a sprawling district, but it's great to be in uh, Fleischmann's uh, today. I mean, as we're celebrating this year the 150th anniversary of uh, Fleischmann's yeast, mm -hmm. and uh, that was... Uh, uh, 
150 years ago, uh, uh, Charles and uh, Maximilian Fleischmann started Fleischmann's Yeast down in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had summer homes mm-hmm. uh, in, in this area, in the Fleischmann's area, although it wasn't called Fleischmann's at the time. <laughs> Uh, but they made major investments here in this community. Well, what was it called, uh, Jim Van? It yeah. was um, Griffin's Corners. Corners, yeah. yeah. I heard and that. Cl- uh, yes. And so when the village incorporated back in 1913, uh, they decided to name the village Fleischmann's mm-hmm. after the uh, Fleischmann's family, uh, who had meant so much uh, uh, to this community. And so... Uh, it's wonderful to um, celebrate this uh, anniversary in terms of Fleischmann's yeast, but also it's a, it, this is a great community event. Mm-hmm. Everyone coming together, the weather's beautiful, everybody uh, coming together, uh, and uh, we had a parade, uh, this uh, old-time uh, vintage baseball game, uh, a cook-off, a bake-off. They had to use Fleischmann's yeast oh, yeah. in every product, oh, and, but there were two categories, breads and uh, desserts, and I've got to say, as, as one of the judges for the yes, bake-off, tell us, mm-hmm. give us a hint. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you that uh, we have a number of great uh, uh, pastry chefs oh, yeah. <laughs> here in the area. Uh, the, the, everything was great. It was a tough decision. And uh, I know they're tabulating the results right now. So it's it's a um, uh, this is just a wonderful community event, mm-hmm. pulling people together uh, to celebrate. And this is great for the Catskills because letting more people know about what we have to offer here in the Catskills um, means hopefully more people will visit here. When they come here, they'll see the, not only the natural beauty but a lot of things to, to do and see. It's a natural four seasons. Uh, Absolutely, uh, Jim. Yeah, we've got uh, of course ski center, Bel Air yeah, yeah, ski yeah. center, right in in this area, and of course um, the uh, natural beauty, hiking, biking, some heavy fishing, fishing <laughs> as well. Uh, you name it, <laughs> I uh, heard that. and just just sitting. And enjoying the beautiful scenery uh, that that and we have that to offer as well. And it's quite a mix of uh, different ethnic groups here. I was told. Absolutely, uh, more than most. There, there's uh, quite a diverse population here, and. Uh, uh, the, the good thing is everyone uh, uh, gets along and pulls respects, pulls together. pulls together as community. And, I, and, and this, that's, that means a lot, particularly this, in these times when yes, there's a absolutely. lot of divisiveness uh-huh. uh, and uh, that sort of thing going on. i got to say, here in the Catskills, uh, it's very accepting of everyone. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just a wonderful atmosphere. Uh, you're right on the Delaware, is that so? I mean, uh, uh, Fleischmann sits uh, right close by to the Delaware River? Uh, no, that's pretty... That's Far pretty, south, but you're also on the confluence of several mountain streams throughout... Oh, throughout yeah, the, oh, yes, yeah, Throughout yeah. The, uh, the, the area. Here I see people uh, fishing, boating. Uh, I think you could also do some surfing if you really want to try. No, I don't know <laughs> surfing, but you could probably do water rafting in it, you know, get those oh, yes. tubes and mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. that. Yes, I know. Uh, in uh, just down the Route 28 in Fleisch, in uh, from Fleischmann's down to Phoenicia, there yeah. is actually a big um, company there that uh, ha- you can get the the, uh, the rafting. Uh, rafting, yeah, yeah, for for, sure. for on the Esopus uh, mm-hmm, Creek, mm-hmm. and uh, I've never done it, but I know people line up to do it, and so th- we have a lot to offer, a lot of outdoor activities, uh, and. This is um, part of what we have 
and I think going you're for right. us. I think the ambiance, not only the ambiance with the scenery and the beautiful weather that is today is picture picture perfect, the ambiance of everybody getting warm. It's a small town, and it's you know. Yeah, but it's really uh, being rediscovered. Mm -hmm. What what uh, Spillian has put on their t-shirt is t-shirts is work the quirk. Yeah. Which is <laughs> I think uh, Lee was saying it's such a great it's such a great. Lee is the GM, the general manager. Because we all have quirks, we all have personalities, and we all need to get along. What's mm -hmm. it like in the fall here, Jim? Is it? Uh, oh well, these uh, mountains just uh, uh, come alive with colors. Is that right? Uh, beautiful colors. Uh, uh, it, it, it's it's a it's a beautiful uh, time uh -huh, of the year. Uh -huh. uh, usually in early October is, is early, the peak. The peak, yeah. And uh, that's it, important. It, it just uh, these hill these uh, mountains come mm -hmm. alive uh, with uh, colors, and uh, that's a that's a glorious time to visit uh -huh. the Catskills. Uh -huh. as well. You better make your reservations early. I that's bet, right. Uh -huh. I bet everything is the, I think up. the leaf peepers uh, are, have already gotten made I'm a lot sure of reservations, so sure people should have. get. And get. many of these homes in the area are opening up their uh, their homes to be, uh, skiers and mm -hmm. uh, tra travelers <laughs> coming in through. Is there that? are ma there are many lodging uh, options uh, in this area in this part of the Catskills. Uh, I know Airbnb is here. Yeah. You know, that, that type of arrangement, but also a lot a number of bed and breakfasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, th that type of lodging, and it is um, just a, um, you know, there's a variety there, and, and, and lodging is is uh, not the problem here. Huh? Hey. And Spillian, what they've done with Spillian mm. is fabulous. The last of the... Uh... It, it looks like, you know, it has sort of the opulence, I keep saying, of old world. Well, it's the last know? of the Fleischmann Resorts. Right, uh, that was the last uh, Fleischmann yeah. uh, property here in the area, and I'm, I'm so pleased it's been preserved and has, has new life. They're designating it or uh, proposing it for national designation. Yeah. Is that yeah. a, is that, a, is that, yeah, that would be a great honor for yeah, it. Yeah, give us a website that our listeners can go to for If they all need more the info on the state and the Delaware County, uh, would you. Uh, you have uh, a website? Um, uh, I, I do. I, yeah, or maybe it's uh, just if they, if they Google Catskills, Catskills, yes. I'm sure. If anyone's interested, uh, the uh, Catskills, uh, just Google Cat Catskill, uh, Catskill Mountains, and uh, there'll be a number of sites. I, I know each of the, count, the various counties, Sullivan right. County, uh -huh. Ulster County, right. Delaware County, Greene County, uh, you know, each of the counties have uh, tourism bureaus yeah, that yeah. could help guide people. So that would all, through Cat Googling Catskill Mountains, right. you'll get a whole array of... Uh, we're of, in uh, Sullivan County. Mm -hmm. Right, we're in Sullivan County. No, no, this is Delaware. This is Delaware. Oh, Delaware. 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 Oh, County. no. Right. So they're, they're all part of the Catskills. Yeah. Okay. And we all work together. That's great. Uh, and uh, that's great. Well, listen, Thank I, you I, so I, it's so, I'm so glad that they have an opportunity to uh, visit and talk about all that we have to offer. We are so we grateful. Will be back. We will great. Be back. And, and, and one last thing. Uh, if they may, uh, uh, Jim, could uh, some of our listeners uh, email you if they have a question or two about the Catskills? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, uh, my, be... my email address is uh, Seward, S-E-W-A-R-D, at nysenate.gov. All right. And look well, forward to hearing from you. Thank you, Jim. Uh, thank Jim thank Stewart, so State and Senator. We'll, we'll be back. And we'll be back. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. 
If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away.